one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a brand new spin-off podcast from the people that brought you Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Uh, Fembrain. Hello, Rich Wilson here with a brand new podcast, Insane in the Fembrane, where we talk to strong, powerful women. Um... It launches June 2020, but before we begin, here's another chance to catch up with some of the other strong, powerful women that have appeared on Insane in the Membrane. This second episode is another chance to hear the wonderful chat I had with comedian and author Jen Brister. Um, This originally went out uh, May 2019, just before the launch of her book, The Other Mother, and I caught up with Jen at Comedy Central. Hello, Rich Wilson. Nice one for coming down. Oh, thank you. How are you, boys? How are they? Oh, they yeah. are now four. Jesus, yeah. that's quick. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, there were points that it did not feel fucking quick, mate. Let me tell you. People always say that stuff to you, don't they? I mean, you know you've got kids, but yeah. they say, oh, this bit flies by. Yeah. You're like, Sometimes. no, it doesn't, mate. <laughs> not when you're in it and your day is 22 no. hours long. It does not fly by. This is interminable. <laughs> it's later on when they've grown up like mine are, 21 yeah. and 27, and that's when you go, oh, that went quick. Yeah, but, but at the you've time, forgotten, yeah. Yeah, you've forgotten the, the dark, mate. dark days, mate. Those <laughs> bleak days where you haven't slept for... You're hanging off the cot, just going, fucking sleep. Just weeping, yeah. weeping on your knees. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, I think those 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 dark days are over, but now we've got, when they come into bed with you at like one oh, thirty yeah. in the morning, yeah. and even though they're tiny still... They take up the entire effing bed. Oh man, they're not. They're not. Um... They go like they, they start <laughs> vertical, don't they? Like so, we're all lying side by side, and then very quickly they're they're yeah. horizontal, <laughs> just kicking you in yeah. the kidneys for like eight hours. There isn't any yeah. spatial awareness, is there? They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're empathy vacuums. They don't give a shit. They're basically sociopaths until they're like six, aren't they? You have to kind of mould them. Yeah. You kind of go, no, don't do that, darling. No, don't do that. Not like that. And what did Mama say? You've got to speak in the third person, which makes you sound like a prick. <laughs> Mama said no. You'd never do that in any other situation. Can you imagine if I came in and went, well, Jen said. Like, Who's Jen? Aren't you Jen? What are we talking about? You're going into a costa with Jen would like. Yeah, Jen would like to say, mate. Have you a call them darling through gritted teeth. Darling. Oh, honestly, you... Because I remember when I was a kid, like some of the things my kids say to me, I feel like one of those abused waiters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get me this, I want that. <laughs> if I spoke to my mum like that, I would have got a clip round the ear. Yeah, yeah. You know, or she would have given me the look that said, "You're going to get a clip round the ear," and yep. so you would shut up. But I, what, what have 
I got in my back pocket? <laughs> Naughty step. They're like, fuck you. I'll just get up off the step. What are you going to do about it? And I'm like, fucking, what am I going to do? Well, this is it. Now we, we're in this generation where we, you know, we've looked back and gone, that's not right. That's, you can't be smacking your kids. And you can't be doing this, you can't be doing that. But then, like you say, what, what do we do? Because sometimes words just aren't enough. And, Honestly, sometimes you know, I just have to like, Find, I just have to find the thing that I'm like, you, I know you want this, and then I just take yeah, it away right, from them. So. And then that kind of works. But like, this is a generation of parenting, which I suppose I am part of, and I, try, and I can catch myself and I think, come on, don't do that. But we ask our kids questions. Mm, do you know, like, yeah. my mum never asked me anything. No. She just said, you are doing yeah. this. She's never like, now, like, darling, would you like fish fingers or oh, spaghetti bolognese? <laughs> darling, would you like to go holiday in Cornwall or the south of France? Mummy's got to vote. Should she leave? <laughs> Should she remain? I mean, my mum would be like, you know, here's your dinner, and I'd be like, I don't like it. And she'd just say, you do like it. <laughs> you like it. And that was the end of it. And you could just it. get on with it. You wouldn't be able to like, I don't know. It's, it's a different type, it's a different way of parenting now. And there are really, there are huge positives to it. Yes, In that we're, I think we're taking a lot more time to really listen to our children and, you know, and empathise. I think that's great. You know, demonstrating empathy to your children is hugely mm, important. Yeah. I think especially to young boys. But on the other hand, I mean, we're just like, they're, I mean. They get away with murder. They, they get away they? with fucking murder, yeah. <laughs> um, do you but, get up to Tunbridge Wells a lot? I know I said, I, don't say, I said earlier I don't say much. Do you get up to... I'm from Tunbridge Wells, so... Uh, I, do, I do get up there, yeah. And that is yummy mummy a go-go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I was telling you about a yummy, yummy mummy story last week. I, said, I do yoga, obviously, in Tunbridge Wells. Of course you do. Of course Wells, you do. Yoga. Hot yoga, of course yeah. you do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> in it's your a yummy mummy there. <laughs> talking about uh, her daughter to her other friend, saying, of course, Lila's having terrible trouble at the moment. She's, uh, she's having uh, night terrors, that's it. They don't have nightmares having night terrors at the moment. And um, their friends said, oh no, what's that about? Well, last night it was about Brexit. <laughs> God! We're going skiing next week. She's worried her passport won't be accepted. <laughs> Only uh, in fucking... Well, I didn't have a passport until 1998. <laughs> Look, take yourself out and shoot your kid in the head and then shoot yourself in the face. This is the, I mean, like... You're I, not I, coming back to Tunbridge Wells now, are you? I do, I do think... So. I, I mean, like, the, we talk about the snowflake generation and all of that, and I did, that kind of winds me up a little bit because what we're actually saying is that a lot of young people who are really engaged and who are really sensitive and who are really trying to, you know, use empathy in a way that actually we should, you know, congratulate, not congratulate them, but we should support them and we should, you know, um, be advocating that for, 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 for ourselves as well. But the other side of it is like, I mean, come on, just get, yeah. a, get a spine. Yeah. <laughs> get a grip, mate. Get a grip, yeah. you know, there's a bit of that, it's a bit of a grip. We are, look, we've said this before on other podcasts and we're in the middle of this massive overcorrection. So everyone's, yeah, everyone's engaged now and everyone's too engaged or too, everyone's, do you know what I mean? So, so it will level out, I imagine. Yeah, but I mean, right there's a lot of people go, it's political correctness gone mad. And, and I think political correctness is, is, a, is a good thing. I don't think it's a bad yeah, thing. No, um, but I do think um, we have to like manage our own sensitivity, yeah. you, you know, and there are certain things that we can be overly sensitive about and just sort of like, I mean, I think as comedians, we don't really get a 
offended. I don't remember the last time I was particularly offended by anything. Things wind me up. Yeah. You know, like when someone says that person did that joke and it really offended me. And I'm like, well, it didn't offend me. I mean, it irritated me. I thought it was a lazy <laughs> joke. I thought it was a shit joke and I didn't think it was funny. Um, and I hope that the audience would reflect that in the fact that they stared at him yeah. or her and was like, what are you going on about? Yeah, but it wasn't offence. I didn't, I, w I didn't take offence to it. No. Um, and I think, you know, people get angry or upset about things like, you know, people get offended by a joke, but then, you know, like, I do a lot of support for Frankie Boyle. People are like, I don't, you know, he's, you know, I can't believe he, you know, you can work for a bloke that said jokes mm. like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, A, I don't get offended by jokes, and so nothing no. he said has ever offended me. And B, if you're offended by a joke about a disabled person, why are you not offended by austerity? Uh, so, I don't know, I think you've just got to pick your battles a bit better. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, my, but the kids, in answer to your question, my two boys are lovely, and they are, they're both four years of age, oh. twin boys, and um, they are the best thing that has ever happened to me mm. by far. And um, I desperately wanted a girl. <laughs> and now I realise I've got two boys. I'm like, what would I have done with a girl? Because I'm one of four, I've got three brothers. Wow. And that, all I know is like boys' games. Yeah, of course. I yeah, don't, yeah, I, yeah. That's all I know. So if I'd had to like do crafts and, well, they, they do like crafts, but I mean, do you know what I mean? If I had to, Stereotypical girl stuff. <laughs> I don't know. If I didn't have tomboys, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it's a really good, They've just been great. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know. And you, because your mum, I've only ever, you, your mum seems quite like a, a strong, powerful woman. <sighs> yeah, very dominant woman. Yeah. Yeah, she's very yeah. matriarchal is how yeah, I describe yeah. her in, in our house. Yeah. You know, given that it was like four, you know, men and me and my mum, mm. my mum was, Definitely the one on top of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally on top of it, all of us, um, including my dad. So, um, yeah. There seems to be a lot of that back there. We spoke to Michael Smiley, and he said the same thing. Like, even though like men went to work, women were only the kids. Women were in charge. Like they ruled the home, and they were. You know what I mean? It sounds like your mum was quite. Yeah, my dad yeah. thought he did. Yeah. And my mum, to a degree, let him think he did. <laughs> But he didn't. No. There was nothing that was going on in the house that she that, that, that she hadn't either uh, agreed on or organised or was the person that was, uh, you know, was the one that sort of instigated it or yeah. initiated it. So, um, you know, I, my dad, I mean, I don't really like talking about him that much, but he's, you know, he's very imperfect human, but he was like, I suppose emotionally quite absent, mm. you know, and so my mum had to sort of fill in those gaps so yeah. that we didn't notice it so much, yeah, you right. know. Um, and, um, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I think when people talk about do you have, is it bad to have two mums or should a, you know, especially my boys, should they have a dad? I just think probably what's worse is having a father that doesn't, doesn't for a bloke. Give a shit, yeah. that, well, that, that, yeah, that doesn't really give a shit and that is emotionally absent and is like, you know, it doesn't, gives a really bad, um, I don't know, idea of what it means to be a man, you know. Yeah. I think my brothers really struggled about their identity as men as, as they got older because they were like, am I going to be like you? Because I don't yeah, want to be like you because you're a complete prick. <laughs> so, like, for my kids, I think it's much better that if they have two mums and then they have blokes around them, like my brothers or yeah. my, my, my partner's brother and, you know, and our mates, and that they get their male really positive role models from, from really good men, yeah. you know, that we 
that we have <laughs> that we have approved. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you can enter. You, you are a good influence. Um, and we're and, and like we're really lucky that we've got such. You know, there are that we have a lot of you know really good blokes that they can sort of hang yeah, out of with. Course. Unfortunately, not as often as we'd like. You know, people have got lives, but um, yeah, I just I, I think there's a lot of fear and prejudice around gay parents. Yeah, well, it's, new, it's new, really, in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? In, you know. it, it, it is in terms of being visible, but yeah. it, it's, it's, I suppose, not new. No. In that I know, quite, I know a few people have got gay mums, maybe not gay dads. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's a lot more visible, and I think that's a really positive oh, thing. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't, you know, your sexuality is it's irrelevant. Who gives a shit? But, they, but people do, no, but this is I was going to say to you, this is what blows my mind. That we're still having these conversations that about uh, teaching LGBTQ oh, in schools, and you're like, school, yeah. for fuck's sake! I mean, twenty years after Section Twenty Eight, and we're still having these conversations. Yeah. It, it, it. I mean, it is debilitating sometimes, as as you know, if you're gay, that you're like, oh god, do we have to have this conversation? And then Question Time puts it out as a com yeah. as a question. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, do yeah. we think parents, you know, gay yeah, parents should? Not, yeah. And you're like, don't put that question out no. that, because then that means that that actually that actually says that this is a legitimate debate that we should be having. I mean, it was fantastic that the audience just went, what are you talking about? Yeah, 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 but the yeah. fact that the BBC thought that was okay is what annoyed me because people were like, what are you upset about? The the people were like. Were fine about it, and they it's were like. The fact that it's up. But I was like, but that's the BBC, yeah. and they're and also the BBC are then also kind of like ignoring their LGBT employees as well, yeah. you know, and the like the whole the whole thing with being a gay parent, particularly two mums with two boys, people there is a there is a fear about um, gay parenting because being gay is all about sex. Yeah. It's so, and also, because you're gay, you're already a deviant because you're deviating from whatever the norm yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, your, your, your sex life is weird and different. <laughs> and I don't want my kids to know about your sex life. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. I mean, do you think I'm genuinely having that conversation with my children? <laughs> I'm like, oh, kids, come, and, come and over here. We'll have a chat with mum about, yeah, look, listen, if you want to know why mum and I have got short nails, here's why. You know, like, <laughs> we're not having that conversation well, with our not, children, no. you know, like, and, and um, I mean, basically, to be able to go into schools and say, gay people exist. Yeah. There are different kinds of relationships. Um, you might know a parent. You might know a, a friend of yours might have two mums. A friend of yours might have two dads. If they don't, just know that you might meet someone with two mums or two exactly. dads, and just know that that is perfectly normal. Those are the conversations you're having at primary school yeah. and at secondary school. If you're going to be teaching sex, you should be teaching about all kinds of sex. Absolutely. And I'm sorry yeah. if that upsets people, but if they don't hear about it in school, they're only going to go on <laughs> fucking Pornhub. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and that's where they get. I mean, I don't want my. Oh, at some point, I want to have a conversation about sex with my children. Obviously, not now. They're four, but I don't want. You know, I want to be able to say to them. <sighs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're going to be looking at porn, and I want you to know not every woman likes it in her ear old. You know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, not every hole's a goal, my love. And it is amazing. Have a conversation oh. with her, and she'll tell you what she likes. I was talking to someone the other day. I met it three times actually with men, talking about sex and they were talking about coming elsewhere other than you know in the vagina and I was just like 
Why, why would I was like, why do you want to do it on there? They're like, well, have you not done it? Like, it was on, on the face. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, why do you want to? Why do you want to do it on there? They're like, well, why don't you? I'm like, because it's fucking weird. I've never, I've never ever in my life ever thought, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I oh, can respect you yeah, so much. I'm getting this in your eye. On your face. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and I was just—I was just blown away by it's a their reaction thing. to it. Yeah, it's—it's a—it's a means of—it's almost like they can't piss on their partner's leg in public <laughs> to state their territory, so they do it in the privacy yeah. of their own home. I mean, whatever the reason is, it's not a respectful thing to do. And I mean, you know, you could argue that she enjoys it. I mean. I'm, a, I'm the last person to be having this conversation with as a gay woman, to be honest. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I'm just... I think my point... I think what... Because it's... It's only... And I just like to say, it's only... Like, the people that I've spoken to and have said that, they're a certain kind of man. They're a stereotypical bloke. Insecure bloke. Yeah. It's not... Like, for want of a better phrase, it's not all men. There's other men that I know that, obviously, they yeah, don't do that sure. at all. But... There is a stereotype, and when I and when I hear stuff like all men should do this and all men should do that, and you go, hey, then there is, you know, it's like, you know, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, we're not all we're not all doing that, we're not all monsters, we're not, we are, you know. Well, if men all were monsters, women would literally not be able to leave the house. No. You know, the the fact of the matter is, is that women know that, and the yeah. idea that when you talk about something like feminism with men. And you want to say, if I say I want to teach my my two sons to be feminists, it's not because I, I want them to be like, I want you to feel, um, uh, I want you to feel uncomfortable and on the back foot every day of your life. <laughs> um, it's what I want them to learn is that feminism is um, will benefit them. Yes. And that feminism is something, it, it, like, like basically what I would say is, is that any, any ideology, which feminism is an ideology, that um, is about equality or anything that is moving towards equality, if it doesn't include everybody, yeah. then it's not, it's, 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 it's not, uh, it's not to, it's not equal rights, is it? You're no, not, you're we're right, not yeah. working on equal rights if we're not working for everyone. And the idea that feminism, which is moving towards equality, means that it wants to somehow uh, subjugate men as a means of women, you know, yeah. achieving not equality but you know, getting the upper hand yeah. in order to seek some kind of like revenge is bullshit. The idea is that, you know, capitalism and uh, the patriarchy um, don't. On the, on the whole, benefit some men, but don't benefit most men. Yeah. And uh, feminism and, and uh, you know, basically looking at the way we interact as human beings and the way we, you know, run our governments and run our economy um, means that we can, you know, instead of it being about the individual, you know, yeah. it will be about all of us. And and why you've got men jizzing in women's faces is because they're they've been made to feel that they're not they're not meeting whatever that patriarchal yeah. ideal is of a man, and so that the only way they can do it is in the privacy of their own home, jizzing on their girlfriend's face. You know, yeah. and I think you know, and that creates this kind of toxicity, which is you know that term toxic masculinity does come, I think, from. Uh, from a patriarchal system which says that any man that again deviates from what we understand masculinity to be is not really a man yeah you're yeah, not absolutely. oh you're not the right kind of man and yeah. you know that alpha male um, who's actually emotionally not very intelligent and quite stunted as a human being yep. that's what you should be aspiring to and I think a lot of men are going but that makes me feel really sad yeah absolutely that's we did I mean that we, the reaction that I got like I said when I turned around and said, I've never done that, I've never wanted to do that, was just disbelief. They were like, well, what's wrong with you? Why, why don't you? And I'm like, 
Because I'm not that kind of person. That's come directly from the porn industry, though, that, that, that image, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously, somebody ejaculating and it being hidden from camera shot uh, in yeah. a natural way, there's, there's nothing, you know, that, that could have been faked or whatever. <laughs> you need some sort of flamboyant ta da, don't you? Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. then. What's it called? Is it, oh, I want to say kaplunk, it's not that. What is it? <laughs> What's it when there's like loads of men? Oh, um, Kabu ka bukaki. Kabuki, bukaki. Bukaki party. Is it bukaki? Oh, I mean, it sounds horrendous. I, but I do think like... Um, I'll get annoyed when I get it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, Just mate. keep it on your crispy tissue for heaven's sake. <laughs> Sorry, Jen, this took a turn. I do apologize. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, I thought, get a lesbian in. We'll get a lesbian in, we'll talk about banging. Yeah, come on, you know what it's like. Oi, oi. Oi, No, but I do, I do, I do think that there is, um, Again, it's talking about having a dialogue about this sort of stuff makes people really angry and it makes people very divisive. It's very divisive. Yeah. And we live in really divisive times whereby if you are having a conversation with somebody where you go, I don't actually agree with everything that you're saying, but who the fuck is women? Like Twitter is a perfect place oh, God, for that. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're talking about something like as contentious as saying that the patriarchy even exists, mm. which a lot of people would deny, well, yeah, that it's recently, systemic, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, you were saying yeah, that yeah, yeah. this bloke was like, yeah, someone said, well, it doesn't exist. And you're like, well, it might, it might be different now, but it's still around, isn't it? It's still, you know, we're but, making changes, but we're not making enough changes. Well, I mean, it, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, is a, that is somebody steeped in privilege, because if you can't, and that's the problem with when you have privilege, is you can't see your own privilege. Much no. the same that I don't know what my own privilege is as a slightly off-white woman, you know, like, if I'm talking about... And I, also, I don't blame men when they don't get it. Yeah. Because I, you know, I don't necessarily get everything when it comes to race. You know, yeah. I get that wrong. I get it wrong because I'm not, I'm not a woman of colour. I'm not black. No. You know, and so I don't know what it's like to be a black uh, woman. No. And and so when you know when I talk about feminism, it never occurred to me that intersectionality was important because that black women have a different experience and that white feminism was excluding black women. Yeah, right. So does that mean that then that I'm a bad person no it just no. means that I'm my own privilege has blinded me to yeah, those yeah, sort yeah. of conversations and so when when we get angry with men for not knowing it's like well that kind of it doesn't really help us no I think we just got to keep the dialogue open and the only thing I would say to men who are like I'm a feminist which is great a great if you think you're a feminist is just just wait mm. And we'll let you know when it's your turn to yeah. talk. In, in, yeah. in the same way that if I'm going to be going into a Black Lives Matter meeting, I'm not going to be like, guys, I think I've got an opinion here. <laughs> it's like, well, do you know what? Maybe keep your opinion yeah, to yourself because yeah, yeah. we're talking. Yeah. And it's just about listening for now. And do you know what? I think eventually all that listening, then we'll yeah. all be able to have a conversation yeah, together. It's right. just at this point right now where we are, men just need to listen to women and women need to allow men in so they can even listen yeah true um yeah. and this, this is why this these com this is this podcast sort of stem from that and it's not just me interviewing people it's me learning as well i've learned so much from the people i've spoken to because of, uh, because i when when privilege was mentioned like white per, white man privilege i was i was like well, i'm not privileged i'm skin i'm living in i'm written sure. house but then and then you go hang on a minute Oh, wait a minute. Now, I can drive a car after 10pm. I'm not worried about getting pulled over by the old bill. Yeah. Things like that. And you go, oh, no, oh, shit, yeah, that's... 
I mean, there's loads it, of no. systemic privilege that you will receive as a white man that you're not even aware of. No. Um, and, and privilege is complex because, of course, you're talking along the lines of race, gender, sexuality, um, you know, whether or not you're cisgendered or trans, whether or not you're what colour of your skin. Yeah. And so all of these things, privilege is really complex because, you know, there are plenty, there are going to be, there is going to be, you know, uh, white there's going to be lots of white men who aren't as privileged as, you know, half, you know, some black women who yeah. are you know, in senior positions of, you know, whatever within the, I don't know, whatever positions that yeah. they have, or, you know, that have money, that have power. But ultimately, those women still systemically don't have the same privilege as that white man. That's right, yeah. you, but you have to take into consideration lots of different things. Privilege is a hugely complex issue. And there is nothing more annoying than somebody telling you to check your own privilege. Because you're like, of course you get defensive. Like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I've worked really hard. Yeah. And it, it's like, of course you've worked really hard. But look, we're all working hard, mate. Yeah. And, and maybe you've got a leg up. You didn't even know it. No. Because how could you? Because you just benefit day to day from the moment you were born from all of these systemic uh, uh, privileges that you have as a white middle class man, for example. Yeah. We're talking about you. I'm just talking about this random yeah, yeah, yeah. When I had a conversation, and I can't remember, somebody said that, you know, everyone was saying, check your privilege. Mm. Somebody said that to me. I nearly lamped them. <laughs> I was just like, fuck off. Yeah. Check, check your fucking privilege, you <laughs> bell. But actually, it did make me think. I was like, no, you're, you know, that was obnoxious what you said, but you're mm. right. And, yeah. and, and, and all of that is just about, it's very difficult because it always comes down to one thing. It comes down to empathy. Mm. And putting yourself in the, that person's shoes and imagining what it might be like to be them. You know, like, in comedy... <laughs> Right now, it's I don't know. I'm laughing. <laughs> it's just because I've heard this conversation so many times. There are certain men on the circuit who are absolutely livid when a woman gets a break. No, she's, yeah, 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 she's taking my place. Yeah, she's, like, ta- she's taking your place. <laughs> your place that you haven't. Ever... Your, it was your place she's taking. Isn't she? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. There's a lot of that. I've heard it myself. But there's a lot of a lot of guys going. We've just done it because they're women. You know, I, I don't think it works like that. They're not just putting them on just because they're women. And you know what? Even if that is true, yeah. there are lots of people that have been gone on because they're men, and, and women yeah, haven't yeah, been gone yeah, on yeah, because yeah. they're women. So if it's if it's flipped around the other way, if it's gone 180 degrees, and we're now getting that same privilege, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think that is the case. No. I think you know there are certain things I might be able to take advantage of being a gay woman right now that might. That might get me a chance to get on the telly once, mm. but let me tell you, it doesn't get me on the telly twice. No, you've still got to hold your own when you're I've still got to hustle, prove yourself. Yeah. Prove myself. And every time I get on, if I've got to be hands, head and shoulders better yeah. than most people in order to be even considered an, a viable to get on telly again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, the idea, and, 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 and I did a TED talk about it, and, and the idea is that a lot of the time people whoever you know i'm talking about women as well but whether it be about gender sexuality whatever you know your identity generally uh people think that if if someone else gets something that it's been taken away from them yes you know the idea that men are like you know if we have any sort of positive discrimination she's taking my job no you you have been benefiting from this for you know generations and you've been sitting on the back of of, of women and people of colour and disabled people and, yeah. you know, uh, trans people forever and now, if they get a leg up, what we're just trying to do is level the playing field. Yes. And, 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 and to use an analogy that I use in my own TED talk was, 
you're not, you know, you're not, I'm, you're not, I'm not taking a piece of your pie. No. You're just handing back my piece of pie yeah, that you so took from you me. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. And just trying to have that, uh, trying to get people to understand that is going to, it's going to take a long time. Yeah. Well, I had that conversation with I talked to Tiff Stevenson about it, and we were, <clears throat> and we were just saying about because a lot of men are going, oh, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was just going along and I was just doing my thing, and and now I've been told I can't do that anymore. And women are taking. And I was like, and I, I was talking to Tiff about it, and she's like, no, you just have to. Men have to just, like you say, be more inclusive. Don't just don't just sit back and go right. This is all my deserve this, and. And you've got, to, you've got, to, you've as like women have always had to do. Men have now got to prove themselves worthy. You know, do you know what I mean? Like you've got to put the work in. You can't just sit back and go, "Well, I'm just going to fucking yeah, I'm a bloke." So I'm just going to have it. I'm just obvious. Well, it's, it's, it's obvious yeah. I'm going to have it. And also, you know, if you've got given those um, uh, a lot, I mean, you know, if you've got given those opportunities like 15 years ago, mm. like a lot of these blokes in the circuit are now moaning. Yeah. Well, I didn't get those opportunities 15 years ago. You were on no. the telly then. Maybe you're not on the telly now, but I'm on the... I've, yeah. I've got, a, what, two TV credits? Kind of fucking calm down, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's hardly like I'm taking yeah. over the world. Well, there's a lot of that where they, it, where they think they're owed, they're owed it because they've been yeah. doing it long enough. But yeah. it's, it's not a case of doing it long enough. It's like, I work really hard to turn over new material. Yeah. I work really hard to create other projects. I work really hard to make sure that people just don't see me as as a circuit comedian. And it, it, it did not happen overnight. And, you know, I mean, on the whole, I would say that men on the circuit are really aware of that. Yeah. I'm talking about a minority of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, people. Obviously, generally, my friends on the circuit are, like, really happy for me. And, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. those blokes don't think like that. No. But there is a percentage of them, and it's, it's oh, those pricks are like, yeah. just wind your neck in me. <laughs> well, I say they've been doing it 30 odd years, and they just go, well, yeah, I've but been, you've been doing the same 20 for 15 years. <laughs> maybe write, go to Edinburgh, write a yeah, new show. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Maybe don't do that joke about your, that kid that, that, is, that you say is three, I know is 28. <laughs> you know when you've got a three-year-old? Mate, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, if you've you got doing? a three-year-old at your age, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right, and it, yeah, but there has to be because there's some. There are a lot of men that aren't in, aren't doing what we do, but they they sort of they're now feeling that you know they they just you know they don't they don't know about privilege and they don't know about what they've just been going along living their life, and now all of a sudden they're being told, well, yeah, yeah you can fuck off now. This is, we're we're taking over, and so there's a lot of men that are feeling. They don't know what to do. But that's yeah, why so. I think the, the, the conversation isn't... Then we're not having a conversation then. Yeah. Because if we're having a conversation, then we know that that isn't the case. I don't want to live in a world where my boys are being told to fuck off out mm. of the conversation. Yeah. I want them to be pulled into it so they yeah. understand what's going on and so that they get it and so that they're, like, behind it. Yeah. And also... I want them to know that they will benefit from it. That, yeah. that, that having to living in an equal society benefits them. Yeah. And actually getting rid of that idea of toxic masculinity and saying, you know, like, the idea that men aren't allowed to communicate their feelings mm. or that men aren't allowed to cry. I mean, what is that? <laughs> That's just bollocks, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cry if you yeah. want to cry. Talk about how you feel. It's, it's a really great valve and it really helps with mental health. Yeah. You know, like... You know, you've got these blokes on the, that go around trolling women and, you know, they're like, you know, every time a woman is successful or does something, they sit in their underpants shitting themselves yeah. and going, oh, you know, I'll rape you, you cunt. You know, you're like, well, look, <laughs> you know, these men are, feel marginalised. They feel excluded yeah. because they're not part of the patriarchy. They're not benefiting from the patriarchy because they're not seen as the alpha men. 
and they're seeing that, that they feel like, oh, it's women. These women, these, right, yeah. these harpies banging on about <laughs> equality, yeah. they're trying to take my, they're kind of trying to take my rights away. Actually, that isn't the problem. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is that you're living in a system where you can't be you. Yeah. Where you as a man are seen as less than. Yeah. You know, which is just, you know, where, where we need to be able to see men as, as, a, as a, you know, on a, like we, hopefully, like we're starting to see women where we're not all like, we expect women to be, you know, I don't know, big tits and, yeah. you know. <laughs> Stereotypical. Whatever, whatever yeah. the stereotype is. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> God. I mean, I'm, as a gay woman, I've like totally tried to remove myself from most of this crap. But, you know, I think, that's the conversation we want to be having with blokes and just say, look, I don't want you to be excluded. I want you to be mm. included. And if you're included, I just want you to just kind of try to see it from my perspective. Yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah. In much the same way that I want to be able to do the same for, you know, when people are talking about race and try yeah. to understand institutional racism in this country and try to understand the fact that we are a racist country. And, you know, because I, I mean, I've, I've had conversations where I've literally been in a, like three or four white people, and we've all been going. The great thing about Britain is it's not racist. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what are you talking about? Hell? We are four white people who yeah. know nothing about race. <laughs> no one looks at a Union Jack. I I certainly don't. I've oh. said this on something else. If I walk past the house and there's a Union Jack hanging on the I front of it, I feel shame. I yeah, I don't go. Look at them, so patriotic. <laughs> I go, I'm not going anywhere near that house because I bet they're cunts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And that's probably, and I'm, if someone's listening to this and you've got a uni jack on the front of your house and you're not a cunt, not talking about you, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you know? for sure. All the, the St George flag. I mean, I'm like, yeah. what are you, what's your deal? Yeah, and it's like, why? What's wrong with you? Yeah, what, 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 what's that message about? Yeah, what do you have? Egg and chips every day for your tea and... Oh, God. You know, you've got, pure, you've got pure PG tips in your veins. Just, <laughs> yeah. You're like Anglo-Saxon to the core, are you, mate? <laughs> of course Imagine. you are. <laughs> yeah, those people. That that toxic, again, that toxic sort of element to human beings actually scares me. And there's, there's, there's where, I, where I live in Lee, there's two trains to get home that you can get. It goes, there's one that goes through Basildon, and there's one that goes around the edges, goes through Tilbury and all that. And that one that goes through Tilbury is awful. It's like the last train at night, and it's it's the. It, I've gone home from Lee a couple of times. Yeah, and it's fucking violent. Fights pick yeah. off, and and I'm not, you know, I'm a. If you look at me and hear me talking, I sound like a geezer, but even I sit there going, I can't. This is horrible. Yeah, like, I might just get a cab from here. I just, I can't stand it. It terrifies me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like uh, there's a pack mentality, isn't there, sometimes? I, not just with men, I think with women. I mean, any stand-up comedian will tell you that some of the worst audiences are packs of women together on a Hendy. Yeah. And um, that just makes people behave so badly. I don't know if it's yeah. a mixture of booze and testosterone. I'm talking about the women here. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... It's it, booze and it's trying to... I don't know, there's a subconscious trying to impress each other. Yeah, well, yeah. But you're, I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? When humans get together. It is, it's, I don't know, it's weird. But it's a, it's a life I've not really, I'm, I had it in my life, I'm from that, you know, working class sort of, that sort of place, but I never really, it never really spoke to me that, I've, I've only ever been on one stake do. it was awful. You know, oh, it's, that life isn't, I just don't, I just don't connect with it at all. Well, it just, feels limiting yeah 
you just feel like I'm, if I'm going to hang out with you, this is going to be quite limiting for me yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of what I can communicate with yeah. you, what we're going to talk about and what we're going to do. Yeah. So I think I'll just steer clear of you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. When I think about my sons, I just, I, look, we live in Brighton, you know. Yeah. But, and everyone's like, oh, Brighton is just like, you know, really couscous and, you know, fava beans. Um, it's not. It's like, you know, Brighton has it's got one of the poorest estates in the country. And, you know, it, it, the parts of Brighton, which really, there's a food bank that never has enough food. Yeah, right. Right? The Brighton Ho food bank. It just yeah. never has enough. Wow. Uh, so that would give you an indication that, it, yeah, you know, I've created a ghetto from, from, you know, my partner and I, we've, we've ghettoised ourselves there in a way because we feel like it is more liberal. But we're also acutely aware of, you know, just in Whitehawk, which is not far from where yeah. we live, is, 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 is hugely impoverished. And there is a lot still of homophobia and racism yeah. and, and quite sort of limiting um, views about things because it's, it, you know, there, there are young people there that, are, that aren't, that don't share my privilege. No. You know, that's when I have to go, I've got way more privilege than pretty much every white bloke on that yeah, estate. True. And, yeah. and, you know, like, it, the, so it's all very well me sitting here getting it's privilege and about empathy, but like, if you've got fuck all and you yeah. can't pay your bills and you can't feed your children and you can't get a job, yeah. then it's all kind of moot, really. And so the, 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 the issue is really, is it comes from the fucking government we vote in and from what we do from the grassroots upwards and from like, you know, trying to create a fairer society. It's, it's all very well writing a fucking Edinburgh show about it, but <laughs> it doesn't change anything. And, nah. you know, it's got to be, it's got to come from government. And we are so, as a nation, we are so divided and Brexit has created, has oh, really yeah. highlighted that division yeah. that, I don't feel like these conversations can happen no. anymore. Oh God, I, I'm acutely aware this is supposed to be a comedy podcast. No, 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 I've it's not really at all. Brought, it isn't. No, I've no, really no, brought the vibe down. This is exactly, this is, it's, it's all about having a chat. Yeah, I'll edit like, in a laughter track. Please edit, edit. <laughs> edit. We're going to have a break for some tap dancing. What? Who's laughing at that bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, this country's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're right, you're absolutely right on all counts. And it's, but the government aren't, you know, they're not willing to, they're not willing to, are they? And we they? don't have an opposition. No. God, no. There's nothing. There's not one person in government where I go, yeah, that's the person. No. That's the person who's going to get us out of this shit. They're all... Self-serving, fucking, yeah. ideologically fucking, just like void. And that's us in a privileged position thinking that. Imagine what, like you've just said, it's someone else that doesn't have any money, doesn't have any... You know, they're scrimping and scraping trying to find money to buy sanitary products or, or just yeah. feed their kids, just you know. Just feed your kids. Yeah. You know, the kids going to school, you know, I was reading an article that was in, I think it was, a, it was a broadsheet, so probably The Guardian, I don't think The Times gives a shit, um, <laughs> talking about um, um, child poverty. Yeah. And they were like, one of the places where children are turning up to the most with not being fed over the weekend right. is Brighton and Hove. What? And I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like, I just had, like, which is again, you know, talking about privilege, going, well, that's my privilege, not even knowing about. Yeah. Um, uh, about about that as being a problem in my middle class yeah. bubble, and I think we're all in those middle class. If you live in Islington, you can be like, rah, you know, Angel Upper Street, having a wonderful time. But you don't have to look that far in a, in the borough of Islington no. to be like, there's real poverty. Over. Yeah, 
yeah. there's real poverty. And, you know, because we don't have a government that gives a shit, we kind of, I mean, I don't want to talk about the big society because that sounds like some fucking kind of conservative bullshit. But until we get a government that gives a shit about people, we kind of do need to look out for one another. And True. if that means donating to your local food bank or keeping an eye on your neighbours yeah. or... or finding out if your kids go to school finding out if there's a kid that doesn't have shit you know making donations at not just at christmas but yeah you know all year round i think that's positive but i just think i don't know brexit is like have you got any mates that voted to leave i know a few people that voted to leave okay so i've got i know a few people who voted to leave and i was talking to a mate of mine and he's got a really close friend who voted to leave and he now they will not talk to each other. Oh, wow. He's like, I can't talk to him. And I will never speak to him again. And I was like, okay. I just, I was like, mate, it's not worth it. No. Brexit isn't worth that. No, Brexit no, isn't no. worth losing a mate over. No. And rightly or wrongly, whether they voted to leave or voted to remain, whatever, you know, he made that decision because he believed it was right for the country. Yeah. It's not like, I don't, I don't think most people that voted to leave were like, I mean, of course there were some complete racist cunts, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. most people that voted to leave did it because they thought, you know, Europe is holding us back, Europe is taking our money, Europe is making Britain, you know, oh, what is it, a vassal state, yeah. whatever, <laughs> state, whatever it is that Farage was banging on about. Yeah. But, but Brexit's made us think that, uh, yeah, that, we, that we, we don't have anything in common anymore. No, I know. And it is that. It's, it's, there's a few people that I know, there's a couple of people that I know that, yeah, they're very well to do and they're very they're very middle class and they voted to leave for those very reasons. But there is a majority of people that I know that I know to be racist and yeah, St George's flags and all that. And uh, so and you know, there's they put Tommy Robinson stuff up on Facebook and Yeah, I mean they're vile. You, know, like, Go you fuck can't you can't communicate yeah. with those people. I mean no. like uh, you know, I've got a mate of mine and she was talking about her family. And she's great, she's really forward thinking, she's lovely. But like all of her family yeah. voted to leave and they're all like Tommy Robinson supporters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I don't know what to do with them. She goes, I can't, she goes, I'm not in a Facebook echo chamber like you are or, you know, yeah, right. whatever, where all of my mates are saying the same thing. She goes, I've, I've got a window into the that. other side. Yeah, and so she goes, let me tell you, it is terrifying. Yeah, yeah man. You know? Yeah. And um, people, talking about people who are, you can't even have a conversation with people about people who are gay with these people because they're just, they no. can't get their heads around it. I don't gig in Kent anymore. No, see? And people are like, you know, if I say that, people are like, why are you being mean about Kent? Kent's beautiful. And I'm like, I look, Kent is beautiful. There's lots of lovely things about Kent. (laughs) You know, Tunbridge Wells, blah, blah, blah. You know, but I cannot gig there because I can't deal with the homophobia. I cannot go on stage again and have someone call me a dyke or someone send me a really abusive email. You know, or I just, I don't don't need it. If you're a woman, and you're gay or black or Muslim or different in any trans or whatever, then good luck yeah. in Kent if you're performing. <laughs> because you, even if like you've got the majority, if you've got 80% of the crowd on side and you've got 20% that yeah. aren't, yeah, yeah, those 20% yeah. are very vocal. Yeah, especially if they're in a little group. Yeah, right. they, they, yeah, they can't yeah. bear you to go home knowing that they don't fucking hate your guts. No. I don't, she can't leave and not know that I fucking think she's yeah. a disgrace. You know, <laughs> she needs to know. She I'll needs go, to know. I'll go, all right, you know. <laughs> sometimes in comedy you can do it where you can, you can disarm people. Yeah. You know, by being different and making them laugh. 
But sometimes I'm like, I don't need to be the person yeah, well, that you need, changes yeah, your mind. You're not an ambassador for it. You're not, I, don't, yeah. I don't need that. I mean, yeah. I mean, my lads, I say they're from Gravesend. Because I used to say to them, look, if there's any problems, you come and talk to me. We have, this, is, this is the relationship we have. Because I didn't really have that with my dad. He's a, he's a good guy, but I didn't have that connection with him. So I try not to have that with my boys. And I remember saying to them, if, you, you know, if it turns out you know, that you're gay or whatever, you can, we can talk about it and it's going to be fine. I remember my, yeah, my eldest turned around and saying to me, they goes, Dad, for the last time, I'm not gay. <laughs> Stop banging on about it. But I was, it was so in the... Because I knew people that were gay and knew their stories and the shit that they'd gone through. Right. Do you think they had so. the conversation where they go, we have to bust it to Dad that we're Maybe not Dad's gay. gay. Yeah. That's yeah. He's, he's going to be so disappointed. Is Dad going to be disappointed I'm not yeah. gay? Yeah. yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it was funny when I worked in the gay sauna and... And they you were worked only, in a gay sauna? Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. I worked you? in Rochester, yeah, in Kent, funnily enough. Fucking hell. Yeah, Imagine being gay in Rochester. And it was... Someone made a, made a joke the other day, and uh, he said, uh, oh, it's a bit, um, a bit quiet at the gay sauna this morning. Oh, yeah, well, the dads are with the kids, aren't they, at Thorpe Park? <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. I was like, that's exactly what it was. It was men that hadn't come out, that were married. Yeah, of course. And they were going down there to just have fun with men. That's... that's but, exactly I mean, it's it just... Tragic, it's sad. isn't it? It's sad. really sad. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I don't know. I think, I, well, obviously, I know my boys aren't going to have to worry about coming out to us. <laughs> Mum, Dad. <laughs> there's no Dad here. I've told you before. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they're not going to have to worry about that. No. But, 
you know, and again, I'm in my own little echo chamber, but fortunately, because, you know, all the all our mates, yeah. you know, are the same, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah, their children yeah. are gay. No one's going to go, I can't believe it. I don't, <laughs> I'm terrible for you. Um, we'll be like, yeah, cool, all right, that's fine. Anyway, what do you want for dinner? I mean, yeah. Well, later on as well, when they, when they come of age, society will have changed by then as well. Like, we oh. will move further along as well, so... By the time my kids are my age, they're going to be like, "Why? Sorry, explain to me why was it a problem that you yeah. were gay again?" I hope. Yeah, yeah. I oh hope God, we don't. Well, yeah. I mean, the other thing Mind is you. that's what I hope. But the other thing is, is the way we're heading, everything's getting more right wing. We could, it could easily go the other way, and then all these sort of rights and privileges that we've got as you know, gay people or the few privileges that people have as people of colour will just fucking go. And we'll Very be, true, yeah. Well, that, the guy that, was that the guy in Brunei that's brought in the... Oh, the stoning. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's absolutely nuts. That, yeah, and that's, that's a news agenda, isn't it? That, that, that gets reported and then it just brings it back to you. That, yeah. You know, you've got to explain this to, exactly. to your children. Well, someone, so, someone posted a picture of his oh, car. Yeah, it's the gayest <laughs> thing you've gayest ever seen. Gayest yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look like Penelope Pitstop's car. Oh, with these umbrellas yeah. on it. And... Frankie Boyle's got a great joke. He's like, um, Sultan of Brunei sounds like some sort of Glaswegian drag act. <laughs> <laughs> Sultan of Brunei! I swear! <laughs> <laughs> he's, obviously, uh, he's obviously, you know... He's, he's got his own issues he doesn't want anyone oh, to know Oh, he's a about. massive bender. Of course he is. Of course he's he is. He's a massive bender. And it's just like, mate, just accept your like cock and let's all move yeah. on. And you, you imagine the world would be such a better place. fucking Diamante just... car in your bloody <laughs> turban and tell me you're not gay. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Putin as well. They say Putin's gay as well, don't they? Oh, Putin yeah. definitely likes cock. I bet he's, he's a massive top as well, isn't he? Do you think he's Actually, a top? I no, he's, he's a bottom. bottom. He's a bottom. Someone, a bottom. Who, someone who craves, who wants to be seen as that powerful. Really, yeah. Yeah, he Really likes it. a pounding. Of course he does. Yeah. There's a letterbox all day long. <laughs> <laughs> of course, unfortunately, everyone that fucks him gets murdered straight after. Exactly, yes, yeah, so there's no evidence. Yeah. Oh, you God. will have to die. Oh, I'm like a black widow, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I really want to do this, but just I know like it's a load of bad men, just in a fucking. I don't know why I'm laughing about this. I mean, clearly it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was like, oh, you're it laughing is, yeah. about men being murdered. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> so yeah. you've got. So your partner was the biological mum. Yeah. Yeah, so she had them. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a conversation? It was a conversation, but it was a quick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to... No, OK. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was 37. Right. And I just thought... I just thought it's going to be tricky for mm. me. And um, and I think it would have been tricky for me, as I am pre pretty much perimenopausal now. Um, cool. Cool, cool times. And all the men listening to this going, right, first of all, we're listening to fucking feminism and now she's banging on about fucking the menopause. Yeah, but this is um, why these men listen, the men listening, we are, this is why we're having these conversations so we understand. Well, if for any men listening, you don't uh, know what the perimenopause is, it's just, it's the bit before the menopause and, and every woman goes through it and, you know, it's, it can be 10 years right. that it takes wow. and then before your periods finally stop. And then in that time, women can be moody and, and uh, have hot flushes and have all, I mean, the, 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 the amount of symptoms that come with it are like... Some of them can be debilitating They as are, well, like, you know, yeah. me mental health problems. Some women, um, you get insomnia and night sweats is normal, uh, very common. 
um, as well as hot flushes are different. Night sweats, you're drenched in sweat. Hot flushes, you feel like you're being microwaved. Um, uh, yeah, there's just it's debilitating, yeah. and it can actually make it almost impossible to to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When my mum, when my mum was going through it, and she was just in in tears, just in a ball on the floor. Yeah. Just. I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, people are like quite down on HRT, but I'm like the second. The second I feel like I need it, I'm gonna fucking bang on it and stick that patch on. See, I don't have to worry about it. I get to. I mean, I'm in. I'm in the middle of it now, so I just get to buy a Ferrari and leather jacket. Don't, what do, I mean, don't men get like some sort of hormonal fucking? Do you not get anything at all? Do you not men like get to like 50, 60, and then like your balls bang against your knees, and then something happens, and you get yeah, you, you, you get a prolapse. You, you I mean, come every, on. Yeah, everything just falls out. Yeah, everything just falls out of your ass. <laughs> Gravity just yeah. gives up. Your balls get low. Your <laughs> yeah. asshole falls out. <laughs> there's your privilege, your prick. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff does go wrong. Yeah, I mean, speaking as the oldest person in the room, I've been talking to Meg Matthews about the the menopause for. Oh, right, mate, we're all thing. busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. But uh, it's, it's a, for, for another podcast project, uh, mate. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rich, I'm leaving you. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, she was highlighting the lack of information as well, and the, 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 it's still kind of seen as shameful. Uh, it's a t- there's a taboo, and, and, and I talked about it in my last show. I did a big chunk about the menopause in my last show because of that, mm. and it's women not talking. Yeah, yeah. Because... Um, one of, the, one of the ways that women are judged, apart from how, you know, how we look and how slim we are, how young we are, uh, how beautiful we are, whatever it is, how, is um, how fertile we are, mm. our fertility. And let's not forget that, that, that um, you know, obviously a, man's, a man can you know, procreate well into his 70s. Look at Des O'Connor. Yeah, as long as, long as you can get an erection, you can pretty much <laughs> like, you know, uh, have kids. And, yeah. and there's something about women losing part of their identity or part of their sexuality or part of their attraction. Uh, Like I've got a friend of mine and she's a few years older than me and I was like, she was like going through the menopause and I was like, do you talk about it? She was like, I would never talk about it with anyone. She's, I'm I'm gay, she's bisexual and she was like, I I, I can't talk about the men, I want to get a bloke. I want to date a man. Can't be banging on about it. No, as soon as you say the and menopause. Because as soon as you say that, he's going to be like thinking, imagine you've like got some sort of dried up vagina and. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. And like you're. you're, like you're over. You're and on, done. But. And it's madness. But do you. I mean, like, by the time you, you get to your 40s and 50s, do you want children? <laughs> no, you don't. No. And And also, for me, it's not the end of something, it's the beginning of something. It's the beginning of, of, a, of a newfound freedom for women that, that, you know, where you're not. Constantly being like, you know, fucking, like your hormones aren't constantly in control of your yeah, emotions. Yeah, where you yeah, can yeah. finally let all of that go, and and I think a lot of women are find a new lease of life. It's not unusual to hear about women getting to their fifties and sixties and they're just reinventing themselves, and yeah. and that's all part of the menopause. And 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 what would be great is for women in their forties and fifties who do who are perimenopausal. It would be nice if someone went. You know that thing that you're do- I That's normal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And also GPs yeah. aren't um, trained in, in it. Really? No, they're given no training. So if you go, I mean, that might have changed recently, but, you know, when I went to the doctors like three or four years ago about it, they were like, you know, when I was like 41 or something, they were, they were like, you're too young. 
Wow. You're just too young, so it's not happening. And I went, but it just is happening. Yeah. They were like, well, you're too, too young. And they said, when did, your mom, when did your mom's period stop? And I was like, 48? Yeah. And then she went, right, well, still. Have your period stopped? I went, no, but I'm, something terrible yeah. is happening to my body and I would like to know a bit more about it. And she was like, well, there's nothing we can do, so you better just ride it out. Wow. And I was like, flipping heck. Yeah. This is, and she was, that was a female GP. Yeah, right. Um, who, should, who should herself understand at least somebody yeah but but i don't think she i just don't think women i don't think you know and, and also there is the argument again where we say you know if men had the menopause we'd know everything about it of course we'd know would. every yeah, last yeah, thing yeah, about yeah. it but there's no research done into it because it's just women's stuff we don't need to all know about that they'll yeah do, they'll deal with it ah oh, she's just being moody again she's such a, what a moody prick yeah a bit, a bit, oh, open the window then stop moaning yeah, yeah. But can you imagine coming to work in a place like this for example it's quite a sort of trendy place and then suddenly you drenched in sweat mm. and uh, yeah and people are thinking what's wrong with that yeah. yeah and then you say oh, I'm going for the menopause people back away from you mm. right, I've you, had it on yeah. stage where I've been on stage and then suddenly I get this really bad hot flush and I am literally drenched in sweat and it's really hard you, I mean most of the time I think the audience don't really notice they just think oh the lights are really hot but like when you've got sweat in your eyes and, and it's, it's, it makes me feel really nauseous yeah, as well right. and, and my head spins so I'm, I'm discombobulated I'm like oh, I don't wow. really know what's going on and, but you know stand up you've got to be quick 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 yeah, quick quick yeah, yeah. so you've got to find and, and a couple of times i mentioned it and it kills the room <laughs> sorry i'm just having a hot flush they're like yeah, they're what going, are you oh, talking about God. oh not women's stuff yeah you know. i've seen it when i've seen um other female comedians talking about their dried up old fanny and you see the room go like that oh and you're going yeah. but that's i've just watched another comic talking about his long nuts so yeah. yeah, you can it's talk about you two, You can have dick jokes all day long, but you can't talk about your you can't talk about your food because no, no. people no. don't like it. But also to bring it back to my boys, is is also um, just for them to know. I don't I don't want to scare them, but I want them to know about things like <laughs> periods, and yeah. I want them to know about um, how women's bodies work, and I want them to just have a little bit of a, just a bit of awareness yeah, yeah, yeah. about their body and about girls' bodies and, and then also talk to them in, in, and so in talking about that then also talk about things like consent yeah. but, 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 often, but not just talking about consent so under, under, making them understand about consent about their own body mm. you know because you hear about the, like that Michael Jackson whole thing oh, yeah. I mean like none of us are surprised but when you get to the, when you hear the actual stories I just want my children to know that their bodies are their bodies yeah. and no one else is allowed to touch them yeah. do, you know and if someone does that you can say no and that's the end of it and then I think once we teach children about consent, then we can teach them about, then it makes more sense. You go, mm. and you know what I said about your body? Yeah. Well, that applies mm. to her body or his body. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have any rights over that person. No. They have to give you that consent. Yeah. And if they are asleep or they are drunk or they can't give you that consent, then you just, yeah, man. you wait, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah. It's funny, going back to that, goes back to the privilege or recognising your own privilege, because I, you know, I understand about consent. People I'm friends with know about understand consent. It's not something that. So to, so it was only, it's only recently sort of like it blew my mind that there are men out there that don't get it. They still no. don't get it. Like, oh, she's a bit pissed. Oh, that's all right. She'd be easier to. Anyway, what do you mean? Do you, yeah. No, no, no. Fuck did you off, did you see that George Galloway YouTube clip? No. Fucking <laughs> hell. Have a look at that oh, when he God. talks about the whole Julian Assange thing. Yeah, right. And how it's like, you know, these women consented and um, 
once, we said something about once, once you've had, once there's penetration, then that is consent. And it's like, what? no, penetration is not consent. No. Penetration, just because you've stuck your dick in, that is not what consent is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's not like a key in a lock. Well, it's open. Yeah. I so went off in, we go. I've been in once. Surely I can always go in. Yeah. No, mate. No, of course not. There's, it has to be consensual. Every single time, if, it's not. If she's asleep and she wakes up and you're banging her and she's like, I didn't consent to this. It doesn't matter if she consented to it earlier. No. She didn't consent to it then. <laughs> the fact that you even happen to have to have it. I mean, yeah. honestly, oh God, that man is vile. <laughs> Isn't he? I know, but this is, the, it's the, I'm, I've heard of a couple of people in our industry about things that they've done in the past and it makes it difficult because it's like, what do you do? You know, because they, I know, I, I know I've heard what I've heard because I've only heard it, I've heard it from the actual people it happened to, but they don't want to come out and admit what's gone on. So I'm like, stuck. I now have this information and I'm like, right, what do I do? I think I've got the it? same information as you. Probably have. And you're like, you right, can't do anything. You can't, can you? Because then you're going against. Going against their, yeah, they don't want, they don't want to, yeah, yeah, and also I understand why, because there's a power dynamic in our industry whereby, you know, there are very powerful men yeah. uh, that uh, hold all the cards mm. and you're a lowly open mic act or, or mm. uh, you know, you're starting out in the business and you're not, and you accuse him of yeah. assault or rape, then that's, that could be your career over. Yeah. You, that's all you're known for. Oh, you're that wo woman that yeah. he raped or allegedly raped. Yes, then you yeah. open yourself up to people calling you a liar, mm, saying it never yeah. happened. He'll turn around and say it never happened. So then immediately people will get behind him. Yeah. And then you're on a you're on a hiding to nowhere. Yeah, and you're and, the only and the only person that yeah, loses out of you and then and they get to continue. And, and also how do you prove it? Yeah. You know what you know, after it's it's, it's, it's it just becomes about he said, she said and, and, and he you know, she can't win. No. So I don't blame her, but I do think, I did, um, in Edinburgh there was a, a, basically they got all the stories of female comedians who'd been assaulted by men on the circuit and uh, other comedians, other women read out their stories. Right. So I read out someone else's story that wasn't, and it wasn't yeah. mine. And, and some of the stories were... Wow. Uh, I mean, one of the stories was about a woman Anyway, I won't talk about it because it's really bringing the mood down. But um, <laughs> but it was just uh, sh oh, oh, it actually. I, I mean, I'm quite hard to shock, but I was so shocked I couldn't stop thinking really? about it for like I couldn't stop thinking about it for months. I was like, I want it. I was like, who is this bloke? Yeah. I want to know who he is. I'm gonna fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. And you know whose thing you were reading out? No. Oh, I see. No. And it was read. I didn't read that one out. It was um, Jojo Sutherland read it out, and she was reading it out. She was in tears as she read it. And um, we were all like, it was really powerful. But yeah. what was terrifying is that, that I said to Samina, this bloke, is he still work on, is he still working? She went, I can't tell you anything about him. And I went, but you can tell me if he's still working. You can mm. tell me that. She went, I can't tell you anything about him. Fuck me. And I was like, right, so he does still work on yeah, the circuit. Of she went, well, I can't tell you anything about him. Ugh. But I was like, but I kind of got from her vibe that yeah. it was like, yeah, he's still around. a very prominent, successful male comic and you know it's just, just so like disheartening yeah. and and also I also feel with the me too thing that I kind of sidestepped a lot of it 
mm. because I'm gay. So a lot of right. I didn't get a lot of the if you fuck me, I'll give you this. Or, no. Um, and also, I think just because I'm a bit older, and because I look like the kind of person that would lamp <coughs> you if you touch me, <laughs> um, which I would. You um, used to, when I first met you, you used to scare me. Really? Yeah. I'm when such a softy. Met, yeah. No. You, yeah, when we first, a couple of times we met, and I was, I remember oh. thinking. She's, she's, yeah, scary. Marcus Birdman <laughs> said to me years ago, he was like, he said, people are saying nice things about you in the green room. And I said, oh, that's so lovely. And he said, yeah, they didn't used to. I'm <laughs> 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 like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was a real moody, aggressive woman. I had a real attitude. Yeah, maybe that was I that. Did. Oh, yeah. I totally did. Yeah. Angry leather. <laughs> that was me. That was my own my own prejudice coming out. No, Just man, an angry I think it's leather. I think it's. I think that was true. I think that probably was quite true. <laughs> well, I suppose maybe that came from because you know when I, I know even when I started, this was. I mean, I've been in the industry since two thousand and one when I was a barman, and then so I've been I've been aware that it's been a very masculine environment. You know, I mean, even the middle spot was called the girl spot. It still is. Is it really? It's still called the girl spot. <laughs> so I can imagine that maybe that your attitude at the beginning. Possibly. I think it was pers It was just stuff that was going through at the time. And uh, I carried a lot of anger around. And it was, I don't know if it had anything to do with stand up, no. but it just had to do with me. And, um, you know, I, I carried it everywhere yeah, right. in the green rooms. And, and often if, if, if blokes were rude to me, rather than now, or I'd just sort of roll my eyes or ignore mm. them or go, or I'll say, mate, yeah. come on. I would just get into it and yeah, go right. naught to a hundred. Yeah. And I'd be like, what did you say to me? Do you want to say, come out, come outside and say yeah, that to right. me? As if, I, as if, I mean, look at my wrists. <laughs> if I hit anyone, they'd be like, sorry, I barely felt that, mate. But I carried so yeah, much. Visceral anger that people were like, God, get away from that mad leather, you know. <laughs> and I think, but I, I don't think it was. Um, and I do think that that kind of you've got to be careful of that because you you don't want to be the person that nobody wants to be with in the no, green room. No, And there yeah, are comedians yeah. that have that. Yeah, oh god, yeah, yeah. There's plenty, but that, it was never. It was never. I don't want to be around that person. It was all like, just a, just a bit wary. You yeah, know? she looks like she could be tasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why about it? Talking about. Men doing things to women. I had, I got involved with a, with, a, with someone who I shouldn't have done. We were I was with somebody else, and it got to the. I was getting like she'd ring up and go, "You're gonna come and see me today?" And I was like, "No, look, we have to. Let's not do this anymore because it's shit." She's like, "If you don't come and see me, I'm gonna tell her." So I was getting that side of things, and I take I take responsibility for being in that situation in the first place, and you know I take my I take that, but. Because it was a woman, no one says, no, everyone just goes, well, you were the bloke in it, so it's clearly all your fault. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, no one yeah. sees it, no one goes, I'm like, look, I, was, I got into it with somebody and it turns out that it, it got really messy really quickly and I could see that it wasn't doing either of us any favours, keep doing this. It was fun to start with, you know. And yeah. I, so I had, there was stuff I hadn't dealt with in, the, in my own life, which is why I was doing this and I, really we always like, yeah, and I really like this person as well but then it started getting shitty and it was like look we, this isn't doing us either of us any good we should let's just be mates and you know when we look at that you were talking about that pendulum earlier where mm. which way, way the way things go whether it be societally or whether it be 
whatever between couples or between humans or whatever and you know affairs end mm. they do yeah. and often they end, when they end they are really messy yeah uh, which is why they should be avoided at all costs oh god yeah My because they they're, they're, inher- they're inherently toxic yeah. um but 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 equally you know i'm i've i've done it you know, I'm not perfect. No. And, you know, you do it and you think, fuck, that was a terrible decision yeah. I made. And, and and I can honestly say, you know, because it's two women, there's one of us is a prick here. Yeah, right. It's usually me. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, it, 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 there, there probably is a, a, a little bit of that. And, and, you know, women all, you know, like, and I do it with my friends. Like, if she's like, this guy, and he said this to me, and I'm like, oh, all men are bastards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course we do that. And because yeah. we're, we're sizing with our... Well, all men, you always get all friends. men are bastards, and all women are nutters. <laughs> I think it just underlines how complex human beings are on all sides. It isn't just men or women. No. We're all, it's batshit that we exist in the first place. It is, and, 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 and with all things, is that like, um, we have, you know, people are always trying to go, you know, what are women like? What are men like? Fucking women, fucking men. Yeah. But we've got, got way more in common than we don't. Of course we do, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I know there's no comedy in going, look how, look what we've got in common. Of course, the comedy comes from she loves skirted cushions and candles. <laughs> you know, um, that's way more, you know, of course, I get it. You know, I've been down a pub and it's friends. But, there's way more that connects us that doesn't, and yeah. it, irrespective of gender or sexuality. And, and the thing, the thing that, the the, the the thing that that's what I want to give to my children is that is that yeah. stop looking at the difference. Stop when you go into it. I don't want my kids to go into any situation and go, what is different here? Yeah. What something different about you? Yeah, you look right, different. Man. You've got different skin. You've got a different gender. You you're born a bloke, but you're now a woman. What the fuck? You know, I want people to go in. What is it that? What is it that connects us? Yeah. What is it that we have in common? And we've always got more in common. And comedy is a perfect example of that. You get a room full of people, you make that room full of people and laugh. That's what we've got in common. Yeah, we've got all of that humanity in the room. That's why it's, that is why, as comedians, when we do something and everyone's laughing and there is like that energy and we're like, fucking hell, I'm a god. It's because in that moment, you are a god because you've connected all of these people that think that they have nothing in common with each other and all of a sudden, they have all of, they, they yeah, have this. That's right. They have laughter in common and it's just such a unifying thing. And I know as comedians, we're constantly undermining what we do as a job and I'm really guilty of that. It's like, I don't fucking do it. I just no, no, yeah. And what we do is something really special, especially, I've only started thinking about it now as an a time where we're so divided that we can be the people that unify 450 people in a room even if it's only for 20 minutes yeah. not everyone there's always going to be someone that hates you but <laughs> fuck him yeah oh. uh-huh. <laughs> but that was it that was lovely that was really cool oh, thank you so it. much no genuinely thank you for no, asking me you. on I don't I'm not often allowed to talk about stuff like this without people normally when I do this my girlfriend gets up and walks away <laughs> but this is why because I'm, I'm like I say I'm still learning as well so. we're all learning yeah exactly so having conversations with someone like yourself someone listening to this will then get more of an understanding of you know a different life that isn't yeah, there so, I mean? so. so yeah so thank you Thanks, really Rich. appreciate it cheers produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.